keeping the March Madness conversation going here on the block. Austin Orman, Eric Strickland with you. Uh, Strick, you mentioned Pitt winning uh, that play-in game, surviving that play-in game. Mm-hmm. Still know how they won that. Yeah. Mississippi State had the most open shot you can get from an ATO and just missed it. But Pitt survives. Put the absolute clamps on Iowa State then. 41 points is all the Panthers allow. There's something about that first four that it, it seems like a detriment. Oh, you got to you know play one more game to earn your way into the tournament. But to your point, the teams that are in that game, uh, at least the 11 seeds, mm-hmm. haven't won their conference. Right. So they've had an extra couple days off. So to me, that gives them the second advantage of getting another game in mm-hmm. before anyone else does. Mm-hmm. You get the rest and you knock off the rust. Exactly. To me, it's the best of both worlds for a lot of those teams. Actually, exactly. You have all of this delay. You have all of this time. It, uh, sometimes time builds tension, mm-hmm. right? The more you're pondering, thinking, considering, getting ready to get on the road, you know, where you're going to stay, the excitement, all of that, getting out on the floor, you're getting a shoot around, you're seeing it for the first time. You're not dealing with that intensity that comes. Like, mm-hmm. listen, conference championships are, are phenomenal. They're great. But when you're talking about the NCAA tournament, it's like a whole nother level that you got to go to. Mm-hmm. And it's like having that game prior to that. So you've already experienced the travel. You already know what to expect. You already kind of feel it. You know, you're on TV first. Everybody's watching you. Where mm-hmm. are you going to land? You know what I'm saying? You know, all of those things, you're getting out the way. So now no one believes in you. No one thinks you probably have the people don't pick you. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're just going in there with a me against the world type of mentality. And you just go out and just play your freaking heart out and then see what happens from there. And, they, and they've had some success. Absolutely. So... To that point, the two 6-11 games that didn't feature a play-in, Kentucky and Providence, Kentucky was the sixth seed, hard-fought game, but they win it by eight over yeah. Providence. The other 6-11 game without a play-in was Creighton-NC State, nine-point win for Creighton. Yeah. The two games that featured a play-in, again, we mentioned Pitt, who uh, beat Mississippi State, then they go on to just demolish Iowa State, 59-41, and then they push Xavier in the second round. Yeah. Works out for them. The other 6-11 game there, TCU-Arizona State. Arizona State wins the play, and they beat Nevada. Come out on fire, 98-73. Then they push TCU, a, a solid and experienced, a veteran TCU team. And to your point, it's it's not unfair necessarily for the sixth seed because they get a higher seed. They're facing a team that you're you know more than likely more talented than mm-hmm, you proved mm-hmm. it throughout the regular season. But it's, Arizona it's a, State should have won that game, actually. They have, were up. Had, yes. They had them. Had it. Mm-hmm. But for that, that six seed, those six seeds that play the 11s, you get an earlier dose of that two-day prep because those games take place on Tuesday. You're playing Thursday. Yeah. So usually you have your first two-day prep after that first round. You have an additional one. Yeah. With the travel on top of yeah. it. That, that is tough. That, it is, that tough. is a tough position. It is tough. It, it, it is. But – but but that's the thing is is too is like you said there's there's no rust there's not a, as much time mm-hmm. um, and you're you're just going in and just letting it fly, right? Um, you can tell that the Arizona State team got tight mm-hmm. towards the end of that game because they literally had that game and, and and I thought they should have had that game in the bag. Matter of fact, I turned it off and th- I thought it was <laughs> was over and look up and like really okay well cool cool no problem. Uh, I actually had a uh, Arizona State win in that game, so I was even more Ooh. disappointing for me. Um, but yeah, um, 
one, some of the stuff that um, I look when I look at these brackets, um, really impressed with Tennessee. Didn't know what 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 Tennessee team would show up. Really impressed with them. Tennessee's uh, playing basketball, you, you not basketball. I mean? They're boxing. You know what I mean? There is it's, it's it's very physical. I love the way that uh, that they're getting it done. The most watched game, which you know, I was surprised at just how well Michigan State played, was Marquette. Ten million viewers on that game. That's more than what you know. Shoot, even some playoff games are getting these days. Uh, that's tremendous. Now, the one that I told you before you you left to keep an eye on was Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Watch out mm-hmm. for Arkansas. And and I didn't know what it was. I mean, again, I think I've shared the Musselman story with you. Um, but I, I like Musselman. One, he had great NBA experience. He was coaching out there with Golden mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he lands lands this job. They, they were very disappointed at their showing uh, in the SEC tournament. And then um, in that disappointment, kind of got some backlash from it. But, you know, I, I think I told you the Musselman story when, um, you know, he, he basically said I couldn't play. And I mm-hmm. said, you know what, bro, uh, every time I see you, I'm trying to give you some work. <laughs> yep. um, so I was rooting for him, you know, this time. I mean, we, we've ironed that situation out. And I'm glad to see them uh, play it the way they did. And they, they looked very good. Uh, I got him going to the Final Four. No, I got him going to Elite Eight, but losing to UCLA. And and I'm still kind of wary of UCLA, but right now they're playing pretty good. They're playing well despite two injuries. Arkansas has at least as much talent as Kansas. If you look at their recruiting rankings, I mean, they bring in their best class yeah. in school history this year. Uh, they play a style that it leads to some variance, but again, they're tough. Uh, despite the youth, I mean, Musselman was there. They had you know a pretty good run last year before they lose to, yeah. to Duke. Uh, denied uh, the trip to the Final Four there. Arkansas is solid. I want to touch on Michigan State again to bring this whole discussion around. They're the one Big Ten team in the Sweet 16. And Strick, I don't think that's an accident. I really don't. Yeah. Because when you mention Michigan State, when we talk about Michigan State throughout the season, we know Tom Izzo. Who are the first two players that come to mind? For For Michigan State. Tyus, Tyus Walker, definitely uh, Hogarth. There. There you go. We can stop right there. Mm-hmm. What position do those two guys play? Both guard positions. They're guards. Yeah. Think about and 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 you know what's crazy about it? Real quick, mm-hmm. and that guard position, it's very. Rem, it reminds me very much of Eric Snow and Sean Respert when we played mm. them, because Eric Snow, you know, kind of a bigger, stronger type of guard, mm-hmm. and you know, yes, Respert was you know six three ish four, but. He didn't play like that, you know, so I kind of see the kind of, you know, Hogarth just kind of like Eric Snow, just run the show, fast break, push, finish, lead, you know, get buckets when he needs to. And they, they got that same type of flow going with them right now. Michigan State led by guards. Yes, led by guards, for sure. Who who wasn't led by guards? Um, Indiana plays through their post. Trace Jackson Davis, Facts. fantastic player, all-American caliber player. Got run in circles around by Miami's guards. Jalen Huchifino, good player, young, only one of them. Uh, Zach Eady, post guy, got taken out of, of that Fairleigh game. Dickinson game because his freshman guards— Eight turnovers. Yes, eight turnovers, couldn't get him the ball, didn't shoot well. Mm-hmm. Hunter Dickinson, didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Oscar Sheebway in Kentucky, 
guards let him down by not shooting well. Armando Baycott, his guards shot him out of the game. Out of games. Didn't give him the ball. The point to bring this back home then for Nebraska is as much as we talk about Derek Walker and what he meant to this team, you need bigs to survive the regular season, especially in the Big Ten where everyone else has them. The big cannot be the focal point. Drew Timmy at Gonzaga is an exception Mm -hmm. because, again, their guards are really good too. He's the offensive hub, but the guards are good enough to, you know, carry their own weight. To me, Strick, for Nebraska, the lesson that we can learn, not just from this March, it's not just a one-year sample size. No, 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 it's consistent. Guard play wins in March. Facts. You need need big guys that can take up space, that can protect the rim, that can rebound, but you shouldn't have to play through them. That is a style of play that does not win in March. Mm -hmm. Tom Izzo's teams have had good postmen. They've had good guards more often. That's the reason he's the most successful Big Ten coach in my lifetime. Yeah. Guard play. Yeah, I, guard play is is, is definitely um, – it's the it's the seasoning. It, it, on a dry chicken, that's the seasoning you put on it to make it have some <laughs> taste to it, some savor, you know, so to speak. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think I don't think – I don't think Nebraska – they need just somebody that can – Take up space. I've talked about this before. Matter of fact, I've even mentioned this, um, you know, at some point to some of their staff. I said, man, you just need you need a Mikey Moore type. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that just doesn't necessarily have to have the ball to be successful and to, 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 to be relevant in the game, mm-hmm. but can be relevant by way of what he does, whether it be in the break, whether it be in the rebounds, mm-hmm. whether it be in setting screens, it just, just all kinds of fundamentals that are that that surround or encompass that guy's game whoever he is bring that person in and let that person be that solid piece for you throughout the season but your your guards have you know your Jamarcus your Jamarcus Lawrence's and mm-hmm. you know hopefully you can get Casey back you know whether you know you, you lost Denim but that's okay cuz Denim really wasn't that he was a great defender and so forth and so on but maybe Q but but you 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 know Dan Ramel, Dan Ramel Eli you know Rice you're, you're gonna in. want yeah you're gonna you 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 know let that be your centerpiece and and look it, it it's it's shown that that's possibly the way that they're gonna run it you look at their style their offensive sets mm-hmm. the way that they run it it's very five uh five out type type of flow that's where Princeton's successful you look at you look up and down Princeton's there is nobody on their team that's above six nine not a one not not one. Nope. And, and 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 look, they can compete and win against some because what do they do? That's well, they fundamentally block out, they fundamentally take care of the ball, they do not turn the ball over, mm-hmm. and they're getting good opportunities each time they get down the court, whether it be in a secondary, in a fast break. If you make a mistake, they take advantage of it, and they're good at it, and they shoot the ball well. That's to be honest, that's the recipe. It has to be. It has to be. If you want to make a run in March. Again, you need big guys to take up space because you can't get beat on, on the boards like yeah. you did two seasons ago through yeah. Nebraska. You need better rim protection. I don't know if the last time strike that Nebraska had a legitimate shot deterrent at the rim. Facts. You need one of those guys. But again, they shouldn't be the centerpiece of the team. They can quarterback the defense. They can be the leading rebounder. Yeah. But the guys whose names you need to hear for 15 to 20 points a night are the guards. Sprinkle a wing or two in there. I mean, there's not another Keontae Johnson in the portal right now. But if you can have a switchable wing, like if you can get another Jawan Gary, 
I mean, Juwan Gary, you don't want him on a center all the time, but if you're going to play fast, you're going to blitz, or you think you can survive one or two possessions mm-hmm. with Juwan Gary switched on a five, that's why I love wings. They can do so many things well. You can play up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you, you need someone to pair with Blaze Kata. Again, hope Blaze Kata stays healthy. I think he can be that guy for Nebraska, as tall as he is, showed some rebounding knack and some shot-blocking knack. Blaze Kata can be one of those guys. You need another guy like him, and you can't expect that much more from them. Have I'm, that be their role. Simplify it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them to be elite at that, and then go get your guards, pour development time into your guards yeah. to say, put the ball in the basket. Create kickouts for us. That's your job. We're running through you. Yeah, and, and I, I wish he had a better gait. When I mean gate, I mean, I wish it just seems like he's very tight in his hips, um, doesn't run extremely well, um, just continue needs to work on his footwork. Um, so, again, who's out there right now? I mean, there's there's guys jumping in the portal. There's seniors out there. There's three-star guys. But Nebraska really needs a ready-made guy. I mean, to complement um, goggles, to complement – which is uh, uh, Breidenbach, to compliment uh, Keita. Um, you know, I don't think Oleg was that, um, but they just need somebody that has some form of finish. I mean, when I'm talking about they catch the ball anywhere near the rim, somebody's put in it. That's They need somebody like that. I don't believe Keita's that. They, they're, him and Breidenbach are the layup kings. I mean, they 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 barely all elevate, and that's why their stuff gets tossed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. They, if you're near the rim, I'm trying to put as a guard, even myself, Austin. If I got near a rim, I'm trying to put you in it. You know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, bad know, that's how you, yes, mm-hmm. you've got. I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Somebody with bad intentions. Find that mm-hmm. person. Hopefully, he shows up in the portal. I don't know, but we'll see. One other thing to that before uh, we will play the shootout coming up next. Strick is back. I had to take the crown back from Nick, so be ready for that. Something we were talking about uh, in the crossover yesterday, and then uh, DP and Kenny touched on it a little bit, is just how much more athletic the SEC teams, even some of the Big East teams, Big 12 teams too, are than the Big 10. Trace Jackson Davis, phenomenal athlete. He's an exception. Mm-hmm. The, the posts that Big 10 teams typically have are pretty groundbound. A team in the Big Ten that can get a legitimate lob threat would, I don't say run the conference, but that would go a long way. Because mm-hmm. you see SEC teams, you see Big East teams, Big 12 teams running lobs mm-hmm. to their fours and fives. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time we saw an intentional lob mm-hmm. from a Big Ten team mm-hmm. to a big man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guards, I'm sure, are comparable athletically. There's probably more true wings in the SEC, Pac-12, Big 12. But to me, the biggest disparity is in how unathletic the Big Ten's big guys look. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. And that's why I say, you know, I would love to have – I mean, I don't care if you're wired like Tyson Chandler used to be. I don't care. But he had something that – he was very doggish. Mm Mm-hmm. About his intentions and when he got around the rim, when he handled the ball. I don't care Even if it's DeAndre Kenyon Jordan. Martin type. Sure. It's just somebody that just is like, I don't I don't care if it's Ben Wallace type. You don't have to be mm-hmm. seven foot, but just be six eight, six nine with some bad intentions with you. Mm-hmm. That's gonna clear some room and some space and don't mm-hmm. give a god darn, you know, where you are in the mix of it, but if you come in this space, 
there's something that you're going to have to deal with. It's going to put on your head. Yeah. If you come in this space. Yeah. The other thing that I think holds back the Big Ten athleticism in some ways, we see a little bit of this out of Michigan State and how fast they run, mm. even after makes. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of transition. So I don't think a lot of Big Ten coaches, especially on the offensive end, do a good job in letting their athletes shine. It's very, I mean, even Iowa that goes pretty fast, not a lot of athletes mm-hmm. on that team. Uh, Wisconsin, we know is going to play slow. Rutgers, athletic on the defensive end. Northwestern, kind of captain the athletes they can get. Purdue has never been the most athletic team no. out there. So even if there are good athletes in the Big Ten, the style of play in this conference is so different from what everyone else is doing when you get to tournament time. Facts. And I think that's why they beat each other up. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking in the mirror half the time on what you're what you're playing against for the most part. And that's why I can understand what Fred was trying to do. He was trying to set himself apart with the style. It just didn't work. Because why? You just didn't have the same discipline. It can work with a disciplined team. Look at Princeton. Disciplined team and a team that can shoot. That can shoot. If you're disciplined and you can shoot and you – it wasn't that – that they couldn't shoot. It was that the shots they were taking were just like, <laughs> golly, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, so you put yourself at a, at a disadvantage because of your shot, um, uh, the shots that you're trying to take. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I look at it, man. I think, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're able to pull, who jumps in the portal for them, and let's see where it happens. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to step aside right now. We've got the shootout with Strick coming up next. What do you know about Husker baseball and softball? How are those teams doing? Who are the leaders? We'll get into that. Now we're two, uh, talking a lot of Husker football, a lot of spring ball. Uh, Strick and I will give you our thoughts to lead off hour two. Steve Sipple on 3 Husker Online will join us at the bottom of the hour. But next, call 402-464-5685 for the shootout with Strick. Got to get the champ back on his throne. We'll do that next.